You're listening to the Roundtable Podcast, episode 56. Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Humphrey. And I'm Dave Robison. And you're listening to the Roundtable Podcast. Each week on the Roundtable Podcast, Brian and I invite writers to come onto the show and present a story idea to us and our esteemed guest host. That's right. And then we tighten the strings, sweeten the pickups, rev the amps, and tune it down into a solid and lyrical story. What we like to call... Literary literary Gold. gold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... No, no, no! Musicians are are in fear of their careers after that rendition. <laughs> but dude, nicely done. That was that was a lovely lead in there with the oh, whole music you. thing because we are we are totally rocking the musical vibe today, that's, and that's badassery. Yes, I, I've been working on it for the last thirty seconds. <laughs> God, amazing! Just amazing. <laughs> now, now, before we roll into this, just real quick, we got to do a shameless yep. plug, dude. Speak unto us of sense memory and the wonders that have unfolded in your life since its release unto the world. Mm-hmm. Holy hot damn. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, it, it's it's just been really, really fun so far. And the, the scary thing is that there are no reviews up yet. And so as I continue to see it sell... Um, I don't really know if anybody's reading it, but people are <laughs> buying it, and so that's a really good sign. And um, but no, it's 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 been very cool, and I'm getting really close to uh, probably tonight. I'll be able to upload the the audio. So by the time that this is up, the audio will oh, be available. Wow! Oh, very cool yeah. at patiobooks.com. Yep. Yep. Outstanding. Well, and you got some very nice pixels from from Nathan Lowell too. Oh. Absolutely, yeah, and, and uh, there there have been several people. Dan, uh, you know, Dan, Dan, the art man, yes, um, Dad, Dan Absalonson, and uh, and then Nathan Lowell put a post up on his website, um, SolarClipper.com, right, and uh, yeah, th- just some really some love from a lot of really cool people. Outstanding, outstanding. So, friends, uh, uh, if you haven't availed yourself of the awesomeness that is Brian Humphrey's first book out in the world, by all means, please do so. Sense Memory, available at Amazon.com, and soon, well, actually by now, uh, also available at Podiobooks.com, narrated by the man himself. <laughs> yes. Well, now that's 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 awesome. So let's just continue Thank that you. awesomeness. Uh, uh, yes, and let's 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 roll into this this whole uh, uh, experience that we're both kind of eager for and terrified of. Uh, <laughs> f- first, we got to bring back our guest host, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard his voice if you're into podcasting, into geek culture at all. You've heard of him. You've heard his voice. You've heard his creations. The the theme to I should be writing. George R. R. Martin is not your bitch. Steampunk girl and so many others. Please welcome back to the big chair at the round table, John Anilio. John, dude, thank you so much for coming back and helping us through this terrifying aspect of workshopping <laughs> a song. We so very appreciate that, man. Yes, yes. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, John, this is the part of the show where we usually ask our authors, uh, you know, what books they have coming out and what short stories are, are out there. So you're going to have to kind of hold our hands and guide us through. What's coming up for John Anilio? Do you have gigs coming out of there? I know you've got an album that has recently, well, not recently, but has come out and is making the world more awesome by its presence. Tell tell our fans what's coming up for John Anilio. Well, you, you mentioned the album. Um, I put out an album in September called uh, Laser Zombie Robot Love, and that has the aforementioned George R. R. Martin is Not Your Bitch and Steampunk Girl and lots of other tunes as well as a lot of remixes and acoustic versions. Um, that's out now, titled by Chuck Wendig, I may uh, <laughs> add. Uh, that's another whole story that we can get into, but I had all my author friends uh, suggest titles and had people vote on them. And people oh, and you got some for... great suggestions, too. I mean, God, if nothing else, for future albums, got hold on to some of those. Those are brilliant. Uh, yeah, my second favorite was Chris F. Holmes' uh, Nevermind the Minox. Yes. That was uh, amongst my favorites. Um, but anyway, so that's out, and I have a lot of other music. If you, it, My website is just johnanilio.com, and you can download that album. There's my older album called Sci-Fi Songs, lots of EPs and other things. A lot of it's for free, so you can go and check that out. But what, I, what I'm working on musically these days, two things. Uh, number one, for the year 2013, I started a, a project called 23 and 13, where I challenged right. myself to come up 
with 23 new pieces of music for the year because although 2012 was a very good year for me in terms of some performing and other things, I got to open for Paul and Storm. I got to open for Molly Lewis. I got to play at a bunch of different concerts and cons in Salt Lake City, Utah and Dallas, Texas and Baltimore and all sorts of cool places. I actually didn't put out that many new songs. I only did about three or four new songs over the course of the year. And I wasn't happy about that because I, I've, I've always considered myself to be uh, somewhat prolific. So, a little more productive than that, certainly. Yeah, so um, I wanted to challenge myself to not get so up in my head about every song. And the problem, if you do have a little bit of success uh, with your music or with, with anything, you then start, or the problem I had was that you start to overthink everything and be like, all right, is this the one I should be working on? Is this going to be the next big thing? And, <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you wasted two months working on something and instead of you know sort of pumping them out. So I did that as a challenge, and I invited the community that I'm a part of most of the people on my mailing list and through my social media to take part in that challenge too and I've been really excited that so many people are doing it and doing so many cool things so Natalie Metzger who is an artist uh, is doing a painting for every one of the the tunes that I put out and people are doing lots of cool people are writing short stories people are writing chapters in their novels blog posts all sorts of stuff so that i'm really excited about and one of the reasons i did this too was to start focusing on instrumental music again before i started doing you know before i was a songwriter i was an instrumentalist uh, primarily and i always wrote instrumental music and even on my first sci-fi songs album there's two instrumentals and it's something that i always thought i would get back to doing and now i am so the first five pieces of music that I put out this year have all been instrumental. And part of that is just because artistically that's where my head is at. And the other part of it is I'm I'm uh, interested in doing more work for independent films and video games and all sorts of different multimedia kinds of things. And so say, you've expressed that desire many times to to do, you know, score a rock opera or or a video game or something along those lines. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I've been really happy because uh, I've already gotten a couple of little commissions to do different music Sweet. for different podcasts and things and so i'm hoping to kind of continue on with the instrumental stuff not neglecting my vocal tunes because i have a couple that i really want to record and get out there too Uh, but try to do both and really just try to put out into the world that i'm you know looking to do more of this instrumental stuff for you know a different like i said independent films and all, all sorts of stuff like that and so i'm working on that and next gig I've got is uh, I will be returning to Salt Lake City from New Jersey (laughs) for for Nerdtacular again this year so I'm very excited about that so I will be hanging out with Scott Johnson and Tom Merritt and uh, Veronica Belmont and the gang out there and performing and I'm very excited about that again so if you're in the Salt Lake City area uh, that is in July. Um, okay. Hopefully, I'll be hitting some other cons too. But that's the one that's You're on the Balticon, right? right? Well, you know, I, I, as of now, I'm not. But I keep hearing all of my friends are going, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna at least go. I, I'm not a program participant as of right now. I didn't really put in for that yet, and uh, no one's contacted me about it. <laughs> they want a break from me. I've been there for three years in a row, but uh, I think I'm gonna go down just because Murr is launching her book and. Chuck yeah. Wendig is, is launching something. And I is think he, is he going to be a Balticon? Chuck is going to be a Balticon, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was maybe the deciding factor for me. And it's like, I got to go. I've, I've never actually hung out with Chuck in person. And <laughs> I, I feel pretty, you know, so I, I sort of know too many people that are going not to at least go down and, and go. So I'll probably be there. Whether I'll do performing, I don't know. I'll maybe do some guerrilla performing in the hallways. There you go. Absolutely. Come on. There's always an opportunity to whip out a guitar at, at, at Balticon. I mean, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, and of course, there's functional nerds. Oh, every yes. Week. Thank you. You know, I, I just realized I didn't say that. And Patrick gets so mad at me when I don't bring that up. <laughs> So yes, I also uh, got your back, brother. We got your back. Uh, I also co-host the Functional Nerds podcast with Patrick Hester, and uh, we have lots of cool people on the show, uh, primarily science fiction and fantasy authors, and we talk about general, you know, writing process and all that kind of stuff, but also just a lot of general nerdery and uh, all sorts of stuff. So um, uh, you know, if you're looking for another genre podcast, uh, you may enjoy the Functional Nerds as well. Very cool. Well, John, we'll definitely include links to your site, to Functional Nerds, to Nerdtacular, and and to Balticon. I'm just going to throw Balticon in there just because, man. Just just because. I'm I'm assuming we're going to see you there. And make sure that the fans uh, are aware of all the awesomeness that's out there of a John Anilio flavor. But for right now, gents, here's what I want to do. I want to take a short break. I want to pause, give a little airtime to another awesome podcast or or, uh, an e-book or... 
Kickstarter project, something uh, that deserves a little shout out uh, and some love. And then when we come back, I want to workshop a song. This is going to be so badass. What do you say? Are you with me? Definitely. John, you coming? I'm there. I'm oh, there. He's on. He's on okay, very cool. Because if you don't, man, it's going to be a train wreck. Yes. <laughs> Friends, you stay right where you are. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Hi, I'm Big Anklevich. And I'm Rish Outfield. And that's R080T. We're your hosts for the Doonstief Audio Fiction Magazine. On the Doonstief, we read science fiction, fantasy, and horror stories. What did he say? He says that you're a loser. If you've never listened to the Doonstief, you don't know what you're missing. Stupid, worthless robot. After the story, there's witty banter and discussion from the hosts. What did he say this time? He says that you're a loser. The best part about the discussion is that it's at the end, so it's easy just to skip it. Right, so come check out the Doonstief Audio Fiction Magazine. Find us at www.doonstief.com. That's D-U-N-E-S-T-E-E-F. What did he say? That I'm a loser? No, he said that if you check out the Doonstief, you'll be glad that you did. And he said that you're a loser. Friggin' robot! Lords and ladies of the Roundtable Podcast, welcome back to the workshop proper as bards unite and tune their mandolins ready to avail us with musical epicness. But first, Dave, oh, how is this exactly going to go? I have no fucking <laughs> idea. Uh, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be spectacular. Now, before yes. we, we, and we, we got to have, we still got to have a guest writer, in this case, a, a guest songsmith. Uh, to join us now, Brian. Let me ask you first and foremost: if sure. you if you wrote and recorded a single, uh, you know, say shortly after high school, uh, that ended up being played on a radio station in a foreign country, then by the strictest definition of the term, that would make you an international rock star, right? Absolutely. Excellent. Okay, very cool. Brian, our guest writer for this episode, is an international rock star. Woohoo! Whose ultimate dream is to be singing a song he wrote, drop the lyrics, and have the audience take over. Uh, but that, uh, yeah, exactly. Who doesn't yeah. want that, right? Right. Even it, like I want people to do that with my novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm not going to happen. Yeah, but... but you know, we can all want that. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Until that glorious day comes to pass, uh, he writes and draws a gag a week comic on www.notoften.com and will be soon posting music there as well. He's also the new co host over at Way of the Buffalo podcast with the dapper and distinguished Hugh O'Donnell, which means that now if you think about it, everyone on the Skype line right now being a part of a podcast, I think we've actually achieved like Nerdvana or or a, a Nerdfecta of some kind, one of the two. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, dear friends, please welcome to the writer's chair at the round table, P-Tone himself, Mr. Patrick Toner. Patrick, thank you, sir, for stepping up and not only boldly offering up your, your song for a workshop, but leading us so far outside of our comfort zone that Brian and I are both kind of trembling with, with <laughs> awe and fear. We really appreciate it, man. Well, it's a real honor to be a part of this. I just wanted to try something new, and I'm glad you guys were up to it. Oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's awesome. It's inspired, yeah. and we love every piece of it. Dude, you're an international rock star? How did that work? Uh, a friend of mine thought it'd be funny if he submitted my link to the website College Humor, and oh. it accidentally got posted there over a weekend. And I think I received something like twelve thousand page views. Oh my god! You and are that's a rock star. <laughs> I got an email uh, the next week from some guy in New Zealand saying that he had he's a college DJ and he had played my song on their station. So holy crap, that's brilliant! See, and and what a wonderful thing the digital world is, where shit like that can happen, and who knows what can unfold from that. Very cool. Where would we be without friends doing things behind our backs? I I know, right? It's badassery. Um, well, Patrick, I'm eager to get into this. I want to hear about the story, song, thing, uh, and explore how we do this. Now, normally, uh, we give you, you know, five to eight minutes to, to introduce us to, you know, give us a title, a genre, and a format. That's not.
not really gonna work here and then there's characters but i'm not so sure about that either and then dude i don't know um we're just gonna let you run with this uh I i'm assuming you know what you're doing john you and john speak the same language brian and i will keep up but i'm just gonna turn the mic over to you you've got you know five to eight minutes patrick regale us with the tunage that we will be discussing this episode sir all right so the basic idea is I've always had trouble writing songs and I've been looking to more epic ideas, trying to get more of a story being told instead of just the stupid pop stuff that's on the radio these days. So <laughs> I sat down and I really thought about what music means to me. And I'm a huge fan of things like things that are very literal or meta humor. So I thought, what is a song and what's the purpose of replaying a song? And I thought, when you replay a song, it's essentially time travel. You're going back to the zero minute mark and you're listening to this person's story again. So I thought, would, would there be a way to kind of incorporate that into a story where this is part of the story is the fact that you have to listen to it again. And especially, I, I wouldn't mind people listening to my songs more than once. I think that'd be pretty great. <laughs> Just wire that right into the mix, absolutely. <laughs> uh, now it's almost a requirement. So time travel can get tricky, uh, but I think I, I've worked out my timeline for uh, the events. Now, my only concern is that this is going to be a bit of a short pitch because I don't want my song to be anything like Stairway to Heaven and have it go on for 20 minutes. It'd be nice to write a, a huge power ballad like that, but I think I've got more of the three to four minute song in me. So I'll just describe, I've got about uh, three or four scenes that I really want to hit as far as uh, the story that's being told here. The first scene, which I assume would probably be a verse, uh, we have our unnamed first person protagonist who is driving to work, something very simple. Out of the corner of his eye, he spots what he thinks is two people fighting on top of a delivery van. I always thought that in action or thriller movies where you have the heroes fighting on top of a truck in the middle of freeway traffic, I always wondered, somebody's on their commute, what, what are they thinking when they see this? <laughs> so this is from his point of view, and he's just like, what, did, I, did I just see two people fighting to the death on top of that truck? What's going on? But he looks back and there's nobody there. Second verse, he's made it to his office. Uh, he's making copies, flirting with the secretary, or just checking out I Can Has Cheeseburger. And he thinks either the HVAC system is kicking on, or could that possibly be somebody crawling through the vents just little glimpses of a larger story that's not being told and he's you know a little bit concerned but mostly unaware for now then i've got a, a bridge section where we kind of get to the meat and potatoes of the song he's somehow involved with and this is the part that i'm having uh, trouble really scripting out he's somehow involved in a time travel project or he stumbles into the time field generator or, or whatever plot device uh, we end up deciding on uh, which catapults him backwards in time the punchline being the fourth or the third verse at this point would be he has to fight his way back to the lab and he's doing it against the time duplicate of himself on top of that truck that he passed in the morning. Ah, and then he has okay. to crawl through the vents at his workplace to try to get back to the lab. So he's, he is every character in his own story, but he doesn't know it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. And anything else? Actually, that is that is an incredibly that may be the shortest pitch we've ever had in the show. <laughs> um, what are you hoping to get out of out of this discussion, Patrick? What what can we uh, provide you? What can John provide you? What can Brian and I give you that will make this the next forty five minutes or so awesome for you? Well, one thing that's missing is I don't really have an idea for a chorus, and I think that that's going to be something really important as far as establishing a theme. And you know, I'll have to work out the melodies and specific lyrics later, but just I don't, I don't even have a real clear idea of what the message is, and I think that that's an important part of your chorus. And I, I'm still not certain why he would have to get back to the lab, and I think that's just a plot hole that might need to be resolved. Sure, sure. Hmm. I think we can play with that. We can definitely play with that. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna dive into this, man. I'm I'm kind of pumped now, Brian. Definitely, you got to cover our ass on this one because this, <laughs> this this definitely more than anything else we we need to be covered. Okay. So, Patrick, in the in the course of this discussion, we're going to be watching John come up with some really awesome <laughs> stuff. <laughs> And we, we may throw in one or two things. Anything that we have to say, any of the four of us, I'll include you two, could and could be and very likely is complete and total bullshit, and you're more than welcome to throw out any of it at any time during the process or when you go to write this. Is that cool with you, Patrick? Yeah, and if Gangnam Style could be a song, you know, I don't think there is anything as... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, yes. <laughs> and the Harlem Shake, what is that? Somebody explain that to me. Holy crap. All right. 
Cool. Yes, I agree. And with that, with those, with those liberating words spoken, uh, let's let's get into this. We usually take one quick trip around the table just to give first impressions and and some ideas of what jumped out from the idea. Uh, any questions of clarification uh, that might be needed, but just basically laying the foundation for how the rest of the discussion is going to go. We'll do one quick trip around the table. We'll start with you, Master Anilio. So, John, what are your first impressions of Patrick's song idea? Uh, and do you have any questions? Questions or anything that you want to tease out of him to, to flesh it out a little bit in your mind. I do, you know, and if people listen to the last episode, this is <laughs> where I talked a little bit about songwriting. Yeah. This is, this is, Patrick is presenting something really difficult because what, what I mentioned in the last show was that I write from chorus first. <laughs> and Patrick's <laughs> saying, I have everything but a chorus. And <laughs> so to me, this is, what he's describing is the way that uh, the problems that I used to have writing songs was that he has a really cool idea and he's got really interesting verses, but where are they going? And that's that's why for me, like if I was writing, there would be no way that I would <laughs> try to write a song this way because because I'm just thinking like I have no idea what we're gonna do with this in the chorus yet. We're gonna we're gonna do it, okay. <laughs> but but right now it's 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 a quite a conundrum because. So, you know, so how do you approach that, John? When you're saying I, I've got this, you know, steampunk girl, I want to do this song. How do you how do you approach teasing out what that chorus is? With that song specifically, I base that off of um, the Cory Doctorow saying that steampunk is when goths discovered brown, and <laughs> I thought that was so true. And I just thought it was funny because I remember you know so many of my goth <laughs> friends in high school, and and I and I've been around a lot of steampunk folks, and I just thought that was a really interesting idea to write a song about an ex-goth girl who, you know, was having a tough time in life and wanted to sort of find release in cosplaying steampunk. So this, I thought that was a really cool title. And then I, that, okay. that melody hit me and then I wrote the verses from there. So it's, it's an easier way to write. Sure. Um, for sure. At least for me, it's an easier way to write. Okay. Um, so what, what Patrick is presenting is really cool ideas, really cool tools. What we're going to have to work out is that chorus. And it's going to, the one thing that I'm thinking of Patrick is, and this is, this is also a difficulty in writing. I think sort of the most effective lyric writing is when your chorus is some sort of reveal. And inherent in your song is is a reveal. So the the only problem with having your chorus be a reveal is you can't reveal everything in the first chorus because you have other verses to get to. This is the problem of the pop uh, form <laughs> structure is you can't just have that aha reveal at the end and it's over. You have to have sort of subtle reveals as you go. And maybe another way to think about it is having some sort of event or something in the chorus where it paints every verse a different color it's going to shade things a little bit differently so that's going to be the the challenge and what did you say was going on in the in the break you said you had a break there too patrick yeah i think that would be the the part where he actually discovers the time machine and goes back in time mm -hmm. yeah so there there has to be something and i think that's a good that's a great idea for a break because i feel like with breaks or bridges or whatever you want to call them in your song breaks should only be there if they're presenting some new information or if they're presenting a different point of view or if they're don't just have a break that could have been another verse just don't have a break then you know have a guitar solo or something, <laughs> something instead you know uh, don't have a break that's that's sort of lyrically meaningless have it mean something have it really hit you and that's a great transition for a break well why don't, why don't we let the other guys yeah, go yeah we'll, we'll continue getting... on around it's a, that good good considerations good thoughts good starting points Brian what about you sir oh okay <clears throat> alright so a couple things one is could you have because of course I can only attack this from the story point of view could you have someone else because right now it's just him and it's you know and then he goes back and then he's fighting himself and I would almost rather that he's fighting like a different person on the van and maybe the person who is responsible for him going back in time or whatever he's trying to achieve at the lab and you know what I mean so yeah I, I, I noticed that it was missing any kind of antagonist like there's there's right lack of conflict because there's just one character the whole way through 
Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be like you know Doctor Evil or anything. The other thing too that I was thinking <laughs> is is the I think just the fact that there's a lab in this, and I know that that's kind of a it's a, a vehicle for the time machine. But um, as soon as I hear lab, suddenly I'm thinking, okay, half of the audience is now gone, and the other half is sitting there going, what kind of lab? And explain this to me, and how does this work? And what is the temporal science and all of this kind of stuff? So. Um, I almost feel like maybe rather than a lab, if he just stumbles upon some kind of like temporal wormhole that or magic eighties lightning, yeah, exactly, magic just, 80s just lightning, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that 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 forces him back. And um, what I really love though is is your concept of like the whole replaying a song, and that's the purpose of the time travel. And so I think the chorus um, would be really well served if it. Uh, is whatever it is that he's working toward the entire time. And so as he goes back in time, he's still working toward that same thing, whatever that goal is. If it's a woman, if it's a, you know, something that he's supposed to fix or he's supposed to save the world or whatever it is, that it's vague enough that each time that it plays, it gives us a little more insight into what's going on in that particular verse, but it doesn't have to be, you know, something completely outside of, of our storyline. Sure. Sure, sure. So, just yeah. a couple ideas there. Okay, cool, excellent. Um, for myself, Patrick. First of all, I love the idea that that replaying a song is like time travel. That's that's yes. just inspired, and the idea of needing to listen to the whole song in order for the beginning of the song to make sense is fascinating and intriguing, and I think incredibly challenging. Uh, it, it requires, it's its almost like a murder mystery in in the precision with which we will need to concoct the story that's unfolding because we're going to need to have clues and, and hints and possibilities unfolding and then only at the end do we have the aha and the big reveal. It's like, oh my God, and it was him all the time. Oh my God. So that's what I'm intrigued with. Now, John and Patrick, correct me if I'm wrong, but is the chorus, could you also equate that to basically the theme of the story? You could, Often it is. Okay. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be, but it often is. Patrick, what, what's, your, what's your feeling on that? I, I would like a theme or a moral. I, I kind of like the idea of describing what his goal is because it doesn't yeah. make sense that it'd be repeated. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and right. here's another idea, too, is we can get around the whole chorus thing in this way. Songs don't necessarily have to be verse, chorus, verse, chorus, break, chorus. Um, you can write, you can make this song in A-A-B-A -A -A form, too. Um, it, I don't know if, if you've written songs like that before, Patrick, or if, you've, if you're familiar with that form. Are you familiar with that form? <laughs> uh, it, it seems self-explanatory as far as... Well, what it is basically is instead of having your big pop chorus, and I'll, I say pop chorus, but I just mean like, I think most, you know, most people listening to this, if you, if you listen to music, that is, you know, the most used form, uh, you know, your verse, chorus, verse, chorus. But the form that was more prevalent before that form when you're talking about songs from broadway shows for instance you know in the great songs of like the 20s and 30s and actually believe it or not a lot of beatles songs or the early beatles stuff is in aaba form too instead of having some big pop hook really it's just verse verse break verse and instead of having a chorus per se you have what you would call a refrain which wouldn't be a whole big long chorus. It would just be, you can either have your refrain at the beginning of the verse, that you know, so it would be something that would repeat at the beginning of every verse or something that would repeat at the end of every verse. And perhaps for what you're writing, that may make more sense. Just an idea to throw out there to get around the whole idea of having this big central choral theme. You can have some idea that can tie every verse together but might make more sense something to think about at least yeah 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 now and let me ask you patrick are you seeing this as is this a dark piece uh is this is this a light-hearted comedic piece what kind of story are you wanting to tell i mean we've got the mechanics here. we got the idea of time travel and in the end he's going to discover it's him aha uh -huh, i got it but but what's the emotional underpinning of this i, I had pictured it as kind of a, a pop style song so something a little more up-tempo uh, as far as the mood it would also be a little lighter so Huey Lewis in the news as opposed to Nine Inch Nails yeah I was actually drawing direct <laughs> inspiration from Ben Folds the way he does character pieces I always enjoyed those okay all right 
Okay. I'm a, I'm a big Ben Folds fan myself, so uh, so I, I would have uh, I would love to help you out <laughs> with okay. getting into that uh, kind of thing. So. All right, then let's look at this from a story perspective first, and be, mostly because that's Brian and I can actually participate in that conversation, <laughs> um, and and that's important. And then John, as and Patrick both as as musical elements and structures start evolving, please jump in and weave those into the discussion so that we can all arrive at the same conclusion. Now, I'm thinking Brian raised a good point. We don't have an antag. Um, we don't have a girl. We don't have a love interest. So I'm wondering if he's chasing a girl through this and there's a guy who's trying to stop her from chasing the girl every step of the way thwarting him in some way and it turns out it's him who's trying to stop him from chasing the girl because the girl is is going to send him down a wormhole because ah, see and that's where my idea just kind of falls apart but uh, wrapping it up in the dressing of guy chasing girl that's fairly conventional and then twisting it with somebody stopping the guy from chasing the girl and that type of thing i don't know that's that's my first i I like that because it's got that that element of I should have known better, you know, and and you don't you don't hear a lot about that. It's more like she left me and I'm upset, or she left me and I get to keep the car, you know. But it's right. not as much a well. I'm my my heart is broken. What if I could go back in time and stop myself? Ooh, and that's kind of a cool. I, I kind of like that. Oh my god, yeah. So I, at first, I was trying to avoid uh, a love song just because <laughs> it it is kind of cliche. But this seems to be a really uh, a really good premise that makes a lot of the motivations a little more clear. Yeah, yeah. And because we're going to be challenging, A, it's lighthearted, it's a lighter tone, and and B, since we're going to be challenging people, I think, with some very cool structural things, if we give them something that's recognizable, that they can latch onto and say, ah, I got this, this makes sense, then we can use that as a foundation for the cool extra stuff that we want to do later on. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think this is... uh already going in a really good direction okay yeah. okay and if you if you don't like the girl approach you could go very um they might be giants with it and it's i shouldn't have eaten that <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely or i have or... to stop myself from eating that arugula salad <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about but that's <laughs> that's not surprising because i'm i'm not that guy Right. That guy. All right. So let's see. Um, so he is his own antagonist then. Is that is that what we're kind of going with here? Yeah. I, okay. I think that it makes sense for him. I really like the idea that he's being thwarted, but it's by himself. Now, the danger I see, not danger, but the challenge that we have here is that apparently our hero is going to take a risk, is going to go somewhere and do something he doesn't normally do that gets him into trouble that he then needs to get himself out of. And the risk that I see, and this is just an, a, a gut instinct, is the danger of, of presenting, taking risks as a bad thing. Does that make sense? Like, the moral of the story is, as Brian, I shouldn't have eaten that arugula salad uh not that arugula salads are bad but let's say let's say they were or whatever i shouldn't have chased the girl i shouldn't have done that but you know really the the ultimate message that we all are kind of hearing time and time again is no actually you should you should go through and do that and you should take risks and you should jump into the wormhole in the name of true love or your life's ambition or whatever so and and i maybe i may be jumping ahead a little bit on this i'm i'm just i'm concerned about having the end be stopping him from doing the thing that would put him into the time loop. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of seeing a darker story. I'm rambling here. Yeah. Brian, yeah. Well, help I, me out here, dude. I, and I have a question because I'm a little bit confused from a technical point of view. If he goes back in time, where does the other him come from? And if in the original story he goes through and he's just noticing these things then there's three of him instead of two of him is that right there could be as many of him as we need or as few of him as we need <laughs> yeah really okay. really and, and and which is fine i just i think that as a listener i would be confused about that and i would want that explained in some way well but that time travel aspect i mean that's kind of like what you were saying Brian with the whole the lab when it's mm-hmm. a lab you want to ex- you want it explained uh, but if it's, as Patrick said, magic 80s lightning, uh, who gives a shit? It's, it's, it right. is what it is. And, yeah. and you know, having him appear time and time again is actually kind of a cool image. Well, okay, okay. So then in that case, if you're going to do that, then I think at the end of the song, there should be like 5,000 hymns as he suddenly looks around and notices the other people in the cubicles. And, oh, my you know, God, yes! 
Yes. You know what I mean? Everybody at the office was him the whole time. Oh my yeah. God. Yes, exactly. All the people on the street were him the whole time. It's like being John Malkovich. Right. Well, I have an idea in terms because because that's that's my concern too is the listener being confused when you're dealing with songs you don't really have a lot of room for exposition in terms of saying like hey this is what it's about and what would be effective would be to have some sort of reveal a device that could be used to help keep the listener clear and to actually just put a nice form for the song and whether you choose to go full on course or if you choose to do the aba form this can actually be your refrain whether it be at the and in this case it would be at the beginning of the verse and i've done this with songs before uh, myself is you can actually you can either do it as a countdown or you can either do it as like a timestamp. so what i mean is you can start every verse off with literally singing the day and the time you know you could mm-hmm. be like mm-hmm. you know Tuesday, March 4th, 2000, what, you know, whatever, you, you know. And then, so that way at the beginning of each verse, you're clearly stating, because it's time travel, you have to tell people where they are. You're making time. time part of the story, part of the yeah. story, part of the song. So yeah, as okay. a way to structure it, I don't know if, I, I, and I know, and now it's funny because lyrics are so important to me. I have to admit so often, like I barely pay attention to lyrics when I'm listening <laughs> to music. You know, like I love Def Leppard. So, I mean, don't, don't trust what I say about lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> but I think using something, I've heard great songs where they, they literally just, a friend of mine many years ago in a songwriter circle, he had this great song about people having, like, it was about a guy in the military counting the days till he was going to get come home from war. And it was kind of a serious song, but, you know, and he was writing these letters to his to his wife or significant other and it was you know 37 days to go blah 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 you know and then like 22 days to go so you knew you were getting to the end of it so some way if you can incorporate where you're saying what the time is how much time is supposed to take place how long what period of time does it take place over i had envisioned not taking more than a day Okay, so you can you can do by the hour and by the minute. You can have a digital clock readout. You know, you you, you don't have to put the year. You could just be like, you know, two thirty two p.m. blah 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 blah, or, or or whatever. And that way, people can sort of follow and know that time is moving forward. Well, I wonder. I wonder taking riffing on that, John. The the words that we use that reference time. I'm just I'm I'm scribbling on my pad here, thinking, what about this one? Um, what about yesterday, tomorrow, and today? If each of these segments included a snippet of yesterday, this happened. Tomorrow, this will happen. But today, this happened. And using that as the frame for all three or four of the verses and then with each retelling focusing on a different aspect this is my love life this is my work this was my traveling this is my lunch this is my food whatever i don't know but i, I like i love the idea of of using that time as a as a almost a metronome as a, as a mm-hmm. frame for for the story that's being told i i like that a lot another gimmick that you could use is almost like the movie wanted where you know the the first verse or the first couple verses he starts out um he's late for work you know like you can throw time in using those where he's kind of squirrely he's kind of um you know he's he's not very confident and then when he goes back in time and he's having to fight his way through he's less concerned with time and more concerned with who he is and and has that confidence and but that would give you a reason to kind of throw in some of those time stamps as well and patrick the other question that I have is, is this song going to be from a first point person point of view, or is it going to be from a third person point of view? Hey, good, good question. question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had envisioned it again as a first person deal. Okay. You know. Well, so here's here's another thing that you can do in terms of you know structure and trying to get people knowing where. What well, I mean, that could be the name of the song. You could you could, the name of the song could be like I looked at my watch. I mean, hopefully, some better than that. But you know, <laughs> but that's how you, you can start. start. You could you could start you know or I looked at my phone you can make it more contemporary it's like I look you know I look down at my f- I don't go with these melodies clock on the wall <laughs> clock, clock on the what, wall what, what whatever you want to use some time telling device it could just be so that could be sort of your little refrain at the beginning and you know I looked at this and it's this time and that can be 
the the structure that everything is based on. So that that's one thing you could do. So you, so that's your your first person point of view. Another idea that I had just to, to move past that, and you, you know, you could decide to use that time stamping if you want or not. I, I think it could help glue everything together. But something else that you might think about is so if he's gonna find a time machine of some sort, and this is from first person point of view, what you could do for a chorus or for a break is you can have some sort of time machine manual, like directions on how to use the time machine. Your chorus or your break or something. So if it's from first person point of view, you have at the end of a verse or a pre-chorus or whatever, however you're going to decide to structure things. You can have the character saying like, you know, I, I walked up the stairs and I and I saw this machine and I picked up the manual and it read and bam there's your chorus and you can read the instructions of the manual hopefully you know make it nice and catchy but that's what is the glue hole it's not just another verse the chorus it can be this manual or something like yeah, that well or, or it could be it could be like um um he's getting something in the mail something's coming to him uh you know manual or whatever maybe he's not sure what it is it's it's yes a, it's a relic or something that is um, mysterious uncle max is sending to him or something and it lands and there it is it's on his doorstep you know verse one the doorbell rings it was six o'clock in the morning i looked down and there was the box from uncle max and then this guy grabbed the box and ran away and i chased him and it's this it's this raucous chase uh, uh, as things are happening over and over again as, as more and more unlikely events and people are coming in that he can't understand why these people are coming from. Uh, again, they're all him because they're trying to stop him from actually opening, reading the scroll that would be, as you were saying, John, the time travel thing. It, it could be a huge chase story of some kind. Or another idea is you can sort of look at it, at, you know, because the initial idea that you gave for this Patrick is you wanted to compel people to listen to it. Inherent in the song is to get people to go back and listen. So I'm I'm just thinking of um, the movie Memento. If you saw Memento, oh yeah, yeah, and. All right. With Memento, that's not a time travel movie, but um, and yeah, for people, you could argue it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I sort of view it that way. So you know, for people who haven't seen it, it's the the character forget he does can't remember anything, so he like ends up tattooing and writing things on himself, so he knows. And it's sort of like a murder mystery kind of movie, and you just sort of discover things in the end. So maybe one of the things you can do is have, as as Dave pointed out have this mysterious figure that's sort of telling him what to do but he doesn't understand it yet you know the his pat his future self is coming back and telling him stuff but he doesn't know it's his future self but the the point i was making to or my initial thought in terms of getting it back to the beginning is you know sort of tying in with this idea of some sort of manual maybe it's not a manual maybe it's a note that his future self sent him so you can end the song with with him writing the note yeah, with him writing the note, or even just like writing. Well, that's a good way to. I mean, that that can be the structure of the song too. Is like him just picking up these notes and reading them and not knowing what they mean. But you know, that that probably gets you maybe too far away from your original idea. But having the last verse or the last course or whatever be an instruction to literally go back to the beginning and then you're sort of re you can even repeat the first line of of the song at the end and then just leave it hanging <laughs> you know you could you could do that. yeah I'm, I'm almost thinking like what he was writing for a note to himself starts off when you wake up in the morning you'll see at 6 a.m somebody's gonna steal a package from your doorstep Oh, that's a, that's yeah, a, that's a, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. And, yeah, and it's, uh, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, no, like, go ahead. I'm, I'm really hoping actually that you get a really good song because I think the concept is so good, but this is why I never write like this. Cause it's so, <laughs> it's so maddening. It's so like, I don't know, like we, like I, 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 I always write the other way around, but by doing it this way, you may get a much richer song because you, you you were sort of led by a concept and a story rather than a theme um well i mean i guess it's still a theme no you we know? don't we don't really have one yet we don't yeah really, i mean what we, do, what we don't know is you know for example if if it's a girl and it's him wooing this girl a dozen different ways then is is the moral of the story how I've got to take a risk and and break out of a, a a mold, or or is it a cautionary tale to not do this and stick with what you know, or you know that that's what we seem to be missing to to really hang our hats on. 
Does that make what, sense? What if what if there's something that he he doesn't go back in time on purpose, and so whatever was supposed to happen right after he went back in time is the part of life that he is now missing out on and is almost doomed to continually repeat. Like, you know, if you wanted to go with a girl, he was supposed to meet her at the fountain, and he never showed up because he fell into this thing or, you know, ended up going back in time, and that's why his self keeps trying to stop him from repeating this over and over and over so that he can finally meet her and and see how this is going to end. Kind of like, Groundhog's Day style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, because I, I feel like there has to be, for, for me right now, there's nothing strong motivating the self that is trying to stop him. And it may just be because I love tragedy and I love sad and, and <laughs> macabre stuff. But, you know, I just, th there has to be something that's keeping him from doing it. And then that, that opens you up to, does he finally manage to not go back in time again at the end or not? Yeah. What if, and, and I keep going back to the girl, uh, which is antithetical to Brian who's going for the dark. Uh, uh, but <laughs> but what what if you, you talked about two people fighting on, on the top of a van? What if, what if he sees this girl and then is distracted by this these two guys that are fighting? And what would have happened is is that this guy was going to come in and get in the way of him meeting the girl. So he's gone back in time to stop this guy from getting in the way of him meeting the girl. But in doing so, he's distracted himself from seeing the girl and then in verse two it's uh, at work and he's trying to get a message to himself crawling through the vents and I'm again I'm using the the original imagery it doesn't have to be that to try and get a message to himself but all he does is distract him and make himself nervous because he's making noise in the vents and stopping him from going to the window and looking outside because there's the girl in the in the in the square go and meet her finally something and then in the end he, he confesses to himself dude I'm sorry I, I, I kept trying to clear the way for you to to meet this girl and oh look there she is now go and meet her blah 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 I don't know I keep, I, I keep <laughs> you, you were on a roll until the end and then I it just kind of died it's, well, the, that, that end really is the is the, is the hook it's, it's the I, go ahead I like that idea but I think that if, if you were going to do something like that then it I, I don't know that you would do it in first person because third person it, it would give you the opportunity to to show her walking by and him missing that opportunity you're right. You're right. Without him knowing that, yeah. that he missed that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't. I, it doesn't. I don't know if it would work for for this this concept because because I think Patrick, you know, it's such a it, it's such a concept that is <laughs> is unique for a song because songs you have so little time to get your message across. Yeah. Um, right. That it's it's a lot to explain. So it's going to have to really. And and if you can nail it, it's going to be a, a super impressive song because I, I think it'd be very difficult. But see, and again, um, time becomes a factor, when, yeah. you know, which is kind of intriguing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the one device that you can also use, and so because you're sort of talking about point of view, one of the things that I like to do in songs sometimes is have this general hook, the theme, you know, that is the chorus, and have each verse you know this is a nice structure to have in a song sometimes and I, don't, I don't know if it'll work in this one it could because you guys keep kind of going back to the girl you know you can have the <laughs> no, i keep going back to the yeah because <laughs> one of the things that that really works well in in these the verse chorus verse chorus bridge or break uh, chorus form is to have the first verse be about one character or from that character's point of view. Usually you're, you're sort of dealing in third person here. So you have the first verse explaining something about character A. Then you have your chorus and then you have your second verse about character B and then you have your chorus again and then your bridge can be about characters a and b interacting in some way um i had, I had a really long before i did uh, my, my current stuff I, I wrote a song about this barber shop where i got my hair cut and it's like a soul it's it's not really a i don't get my hair styled but <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, it's i've seen your i've seen your hair john there's some style going on there. yeah it's a unisex shop so it's like I, i'm on like the guy's side and there's the woman's side and um this guy 
guy that cut my hair that I've been going to him for like 10 years. You know, I just sort of imagined his life just from talking to him and, you know, he was divorced and he had a kid and then the whole deal. And I, and I knew this other woman that worked there and I sort of imagined them getting together. So the name of the song was, uh, I think it was called Arthur shop because that's what the name of the, that's not what the name of the place was, but it just was, a was a good title for it. So it was just, the chorus was very mundane, just saying that they were cutting hair at Arthur's shop, you know, that was one of the things. But then the first verse told all about this guy um, who had a was divorced and because he cheated on his wife and all these other things about him. And then the second verse was about this woman and, you know, her failed life you know uh, and uh and then in the the break they get together so it's a good start i don't know if it works for this that's probably too simplistic for what which is why this is such a challenge because i don't like i am trying to fit this into the various forms that i know how to write in and it's difficult it's very difficult yeah. So, yeah, you know, I almost don't even know what else to tell you. Well, no, I love this. I did really like the idea of the of not really using a chorus. I think yeah. you know, if it needs to be said, I'm sure at some point I'll come up with a great chorus that really does tie the song together. But if it doesn't need to be said and this is more plot driven, uh, maybe it doesn't need to be said at all. Sure. Yeah. I think that right. for, for what you're doing for the concept of this song, if I came up with that idea for the song, I would go with an AABA form. Be for for several reasons. One, your your chorus isn't as important then, but also with an AAB AABA form, because you're not taking the time to have that chorus each time, which would then get really repetitive and also kind of blow the song. Because if you're trying to sort of reveal the time travel aspect of it later, you can hold off on it till the bridge. And then the other thing is the verses can be long. AABA forms, the verses are much longer than a typical form so you can have itself very nicely to this yes form. You, you, yeah. you you can really take the time to fill out all of the different aspects that you want in that and then just save your sort of reveal of the time travel part of it to the bridge and then you can have another a at the end uh, another verse at the end to sort of wrap things up and tie it together and then hopefully get people to come back and let's do it again from the beginning which you know is is the whole goal and one of one of the things that that i love as a fairly ignorant music listener um <laughs> is uh, and i i say that because it may have already been mentioned i just don't know the name for it but it would be a, a line that would be repeated a couple times, and each time that it's repeated, the meaning of it changes, you know? And it could be something right. as simple as, that could never be me, as the line. And then by the time it gets to the end, there's a million me's, but that could never be me. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be that line, but no, that's I, I, just, awesome. I, find yes. that, I find that really clever in music when, when people do that. Well, so and, the and, theme of identity almost. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, but but to use that repetition in in place of a chorus where it doesn't have to be the the first line of every verse or the or the last line. It can be the first line of the first verse and the last line of the last one. But it's it's a line that people go, oh my god, that's what he said at the very beginning. But it meant something so much different. But it's exactly. the same words and it's, it's very it's, cool. It's like structure. William William Blake's Tiger Tiger poem. The Tiger Tiger poem starts off with what what dread hand and what dread art could frame thy fearful symmetry and at the end of the poem the same verse comes out but what dread hand what dread heart dared frame thy fearful symmetry just that one little twist of word mm -hmm. in that in that repeated structure changes the whole tone of everything that's that's come before it so yeah absolutely and i love that brand that that uh, that could never be me and and the, the irony being look at all of these me's they're all around right, right you know brian you bring that up and i I think if you can get that sort of wordplay going it is it's so satisfying as a listener to hear yeah. that one of my favorite examples of that is and it's funny because it's by this pop punk band called lit and they had a big hit um called my own worst enemy that was their big hit but they had another song called miserable and it is probably one are you familiar with this one patrick i saw them live last summer they put on a heck of a show <laughs> it's funny because they this was a single it wasn't as big and it's funny because pamela anderson was it was in this video but this is the opening lines and it's so brilliant and i think they probably just lucked into it maybe but the, the opening lines are you make me come you make me complete 
you make me completely miserable. <laughs> so within that, each additional word totally changes the emotion <laughs> behind. It's also know, a progression of totally. every relate of, of so many relationships. Yes, right, yes. right, yeah. right. It's and and I just think that is almost the perfect kind of opening line because it's sort of funny and but then it's sort of like touching yeah. and then it's sad and it's, and, you know, and that resonant that truth but it's comes all out. true yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but it, it that is and that's that's hard to come come by i mean that that's but really bump, but seriously folks <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna come by that yeah oh dave you had to go there. i did because we need to earn that explicit rating patrick i'm sitting here i'm scribbling again in my margins and i'm looking at phrases like out of time you know a thematic notion of franticness and you know a very topical concept of who has time anymore to do anything I'm out of time I'm so out of time and then ultimately in the end he ends up being out of time literally he steps out of the time loop uh, that sort of play on words um, losing time uh, where you know I'm, I keep losing time because I keep forgetting or I keep getting distracted or I'm losing something I'm losing the girl and it's the losing time you know, that type of thing. And also timeless beauty. Uh, when you see someone and you go, oh my God, and the world just stops. What if you actually kind of like woke up, like like Arthur Dent uh, learns to fly because he forgets to fall uh, after he trips. Poof, there you go. Now you're flying. What if, you know, he sees this woman and he's, she's so stunningly amazing and he falls instantly in love that time stops and it never starts up again. Stuff like that. Some sort of... Yeah poetic awesome. play on on time that you can riff on that will give you a hook that will inform because you know as, as john has said from the beginning without that hook without that this is my message we're kind of fluttering around the dark there so do any of those resonate with you at all patrick i'm actually very struck still by the idea of identity and yeah. uh, who we are and the idea that you know who am i and then who are all these other guys who are me incidentally yeah. i'm also getting a sense of dwelling on the past maybe looking too much as to who was I. Ooh, yeah. There you go. And I think that that could tie into the, to the time travel as far as I look too much at the things I've done and not enough at what's going to happen next that I end up just repeating the things I've done. Yeah. Well, and that, that's kind with of a what, what Brian's... Doors. Yeah, and, and it's kind of what Brian said. You know, you can you can even use that as sort of wordplay. I mean, you can have the who was I, who am I, who will I be? I mean, you, that, can, that can be a way to sort of put things together and change it each time through. So that, that's, you know, you can, you can literally yeah. ask those questions in the yeah. song. You yeah. Know? yeah, and I like the who will I be, especially at the end when there are others of him around and he's no longer individual, no longer has that unique identity. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I'm I'm looking at the clock and I'm watching it tick down, and it, it I, I hate to say it because it it feels like we just hit a seam of gold uh, <laughs> uh, that we could really kind of mine and explore a little bit. But uh, sometimes, you know, it takes some of that waffling and exploring around to get to these points. Uh, and and, and you know what a good prompt for our listeners to chime in. Good point. Ex excellent you know? point. Very yeah, because they always do. And who knows where this is going to take them? Yeah, this is awesome. Well, yeah. let's take one more trip around the table before we wrap up and give Patrick some final thoughts, some uh, ideas maybe that we didn't get a chance to put out there, or just some inspiration to send him off to his writer's garret so that he'll grab the pen, whip out the guitar, and and rock out this tune. Uh, John, uh, we'll start off with you, sir. Final thoughts uh, for Pat and his idea. You know, form, form form just get it into a form and i think you we we've already discussed the aaba form and um what i would do is try to find some songs that at least form wise that you can model it after because maybe you can find something that context wise or, or lyrics wise has absolutely nothing to do but something where you can almost take the form the structure lyrically and really apply it. You mentioned liking Ben Folds. Ben Folds has a, quite a few songs in AABA form. Uh, Selfless, Cold, and Composed, that's in AABA form. Um, where I would really tell you to go look is, you know, even just Google search some old Broadway songs. And even though I'm not like a huge Broadway guy, um, <laughs> th those songs structurally are that AABA form. And you might find something and it might be like something so dated to like the 20s that the lyrics are totally not appropriate for now but the way that it's structured in terms of a hook and time moving and point of view you might be able to really find something that you can then 
work your story and use that as a as a vehicle for your story that you want to tell. So I, I would go and Google search, you know, hits of the twenties or, you know, and just find find the lyrics and find some, you know, YouTube clips of, of old things. You'll be surprised with how those forms can re- and, and that's the thing with like a Broadway, whether you like Broadway or not, the whole point of those songs, even though a lot of them were the hits of the day, was to move the was to move story. the story yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they are yeah. moving True. stories. So they are great examples for storytelling in music. So I, I would just go and really, um, you know, check out a lot of the the uh, the Gershwin stuff, the Rodgers and Hammerstein. You know, just really look at some of those, and even some of them you might think of as cheesy. You may be able to like find something that'll work for you. That's outstanding. That's great advice. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Brian, what about you, man? So, okay, I, I think for me, the biggest thing is going to be finding a, a compelling reason that he's trying to stop himself, if that's, you know, the the main thing that he's doing in this. But I also wanted to throw in, and, and you know, this is just my, my sort of suggestion for finding good story songs is... Um, go back to to Harry Chapin. You know, my my personal opinion is that he's the greatest storytelling songwriter of all time. Um, but some really good ones that he had that would be probably really good to look at for structure are The Sniper, The Midnight Watchman, The Rock, and Taxi. Because those are just classic yeah. storytelling songs. So, yeah, that's it for me. What was that one with the singer, the Taylor, who was also a singer? Yeah, that's Mr. Tanner. Mr. Tanner, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Excellent one too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely back you up on that. Chapin, Chapin was a brilliant storyteller of song through song. Um, Patrick, for me, one thing that I've found so often in my own writing and many times with guest writers that come onto the show is that there's a core idea. There's, there's, wouldn't it be cool if, and so many times that's the inspiration to start something, but it's rarely the impetus that finishes it. And until you find that underlying the theme what what is the what's the message what's the story you want to tell your song will be cool and neat with the time travel element as a framework i think that's freaking brilliant and incredibly relevant but until you find that theme like identity like brian's brian's concept of identity or or the rushing of time or losing time or whatever that tangible thematic element you know as john said that that chorus really becomes the driving force for the whole story and hopefully we've given you some mojo or some at least taken you down some blind alleys that you don't want to have to go down uh after we're done here but uh hopefully there was some some good here because i love this idea uh, yes and and I, and I really, really hope you you find a way to make it work because because it's badass. It is. It's totally badass. Totally yeah. badass. So very cool. So Patrick, dude, thank you, man, for as I said, for pushing us out of our comfort zone, for being brave enough to to let us kick around this this concept a little bit and explore it. We so very appreciate that. No problem. I really uh, appreciate all the ideas you guys came up with. I think there's a lot of work I can do as far as figuring out what theme I really want to stick with, and I think you guys have given me a lot of great ideas and some good homework as far as uh, listening material. <laughs> so, You're a gentleman, excellent. sir. Outstanding. Well, look, the, the the same rule applies to you that applies to all of our guest writers. When you write this song and you put it out there and it's up on Spotify or iTunes or, or just on your website, however it gets out there, you let us know. We will bring you back and we will knight you. But instead of a sword, we'll use a clarinet. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> or, or a guitar. No, it has to be a guitar because that's an axe, that's right? A- Yes. yes, it'll be a yes, guitar that we'll nice. knight you with. You'll you'll be our first rock and roll knight of the round table, all right? That's the deal. Sounds good. Awesome. Very cool. Sweet. <laughs> uh, John Anilio, thank you so much for, for yes. holding our hand and, and being our bulwark and our strong backbone as we explore this zone that Brian and I have no clue about. <laughs> uh, uh, it's been great fun and educational and, and inspiring, and we really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Yes. Oh, my, my pleasure. If you ever want to do another music one, just uh, give me a ring. I'd, I'd love to come help again. <laughs> awesome. I, don't, I don't know if we're going to have any other guest writers that are going to be brave enough after this one, but if we do... Dude, you are so at the top of the list. Totally. Yes. Brian, what what do you think, man? Did we pull it off on this one? I don't know. I think we'd thank God that Patrick decided <laughs> to do a song that 
tells a story because yeah. we were able to kind of cower in that little corner <laughs> and, and poke at it from there. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. yeah, no, I, 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 I had a lot of fun with this one. I did too. I did too. Yeah. And I, I definitely, it got me thinking, I'm sure listeners, it got your mind thinking in, in a very different way about how stories can be told, even in the context of, of song and lyric and verse and the, the constraints of that which are certainly much more profound than those of, of even the flash fiction or the short story. So right. just fascinating stuff, fascinating stuff. So, uh, and dear friends, as always, thank you for tuning in and digging this. Now, if you did have some ideas sparking in your brains as we were kicking them around, you know what to do. You go to the website, www.roundtablepodcast.com. You find the post and you throw in your comments under there. And Patrick, I will let you know when the comments start flowing in so that you can jump in and see what else people have to say about this incredible idea of yours. So stay tuned for that. Sounds good. Definitely. I, I have great, great faith in our in our listeners. Now, guys, I know we're all sitting here going, wow, that was wild and crazy and unprecedented. And then, hey, that's just how we roll around here. But, you know, in a couple of days, it's going to start all over again. We're going to bring on another amazing guest host to blaze new trails of creative mojo. We're going to have another courageous, uh, creative and courageous, courageous guest writer to offer up a tale that we can sharpen our creative swords against upon and for more literary gold to be found and spread around like water on a desert plateau wow that just kind of ah <laughs> uh, yeah but you know that's that's why we got to keep doing this because someday I'm gonna, I'm gonna really just nail that and everybody's gonna go wow dave that was awesome but until then until those days pass us by pay it forward spread the word let folks know about us brian what do you think aside from blogging and and spreading the word what what should folks be doing between now and a couple of days from now when we start this all over again put on the headphones and go right absolutely i'm down yeah. with that add your awesomeness to the world with your words and your music you find what you're looking for friends so look for the awesome stuff look for top shelf goodness you will find it we will see you in just a couple of days until then you guys stay cool be frosty be awesome and we will talk to you soon bye-bye bye-bye this episode is copyright 2013 by the roundtable podcast and released under a creative commons attribution non-commercial share-alike license that means do not sell it but you can share it all you want and you can even use pieces of it in your own production, as long as you release that production under the same licensing terms and attribute us as the source. This particular episode was produced by Ben Delano. You can find him at bendelano.ca. Theme music provided by the talented Hepcats of Brotown, Gary Gold, David Labroyer, Billy Nobel, and Matt O'Donnell. If you want to be a guest writer or guest host, or just learn more about the Roundtable Podcast, visit our website at www.roundtablepodcast.com. We're also out on Facebook at facebook.com slash roundtablepodcast and on Twitter at writerspodcast. And you can always email us at thetable at roundtablepodcast.com. Thanks for listening.